0: This is iFanboy Special Edition, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I was really worried I was going to fuck that up. I thought you might, be, and then I was like, I don't actually know what the words are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish you would step back from that lens, my friend. You
0: could cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in. Hi, Fanboy Special Edition, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm with Josh Flanagan. Hey there. And we've brought back our old co-host, Paul Montgomery. Abracadabra. And we're here (laughs) to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the latest the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, the second Doctor Strange film, the first Sam Raimi film in 10 years. And there'll be spoilers, so be cautious. What was the most recent Sam Raimi film? It was the Oz movie oh god right i saw that in the theater it
2: is so did i i was like was it drag me to hell no that's a little bit earlier (laughs) drag me to hell was cool
0: this was written by michael waldron stars benedict cumberbatch as dr stephen strange benedict wong as wong the benedicts that worked out back together rachel mcaddis is dr christine palmer and then a whole bunch of new people we're going to get to in a second we can say elizabeth olsen's in it that's not a yeah, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I was saying the, the regular cast of the Doctor Strange world, and then Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff joins things as well as – I don't know how to say her first name, and I apologize. Is it Zos- Sochi. Sochi Xochitl? Xochitl? Gomez as America Chavez, and then a bunch of other people we'll get to. So this movie, from people I know have seen it and talked to, has been very polarizing. mm I've run the gamut on re- on reactions to it.
2: Oh, real quick before we get too deep into it, what number yeah. is this? Because that's my animated oh. brain trust job. Is what number? If you had to, just if you had to guess,
0: twenty eight.
2: Very good. You have the Wikipedia page open. I don't. It is. It's the twenty eighth film really? in the Marvel Cinematic
0: Universe. Hold on, I gotta go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> that feels low. It does.
2: I was kind of thinking it was high
0: yeah it's a lot it's well it's 28 films since 2008 so that's 12 years that's what like a little more than two a year that makes sense right
2: because we've we've definitely had three a year in in some years two or
0: three a year for a while yeah so like i said i've personally experienced very polarized reactions to this film so let's talk about first these high level thoughts and then we can sort of get into the minutia of it I go back and forth on a lot of things in the movie. Yeah, There's things I didn't really like at all. There were things I really liked. Yep. I think what I come down to is I had a lot of fun watching it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I went in with super low expectations because the first Dr. Strange movie was so bland and so forgettable to the point where I don't even remember what the plot of that movie was <laughs> other than he became Dr. Strange.
2: Yeah, it's a, It's a big origin story.
0: So for this one, I was really just like... Alright, whatever. I hadn't seen nothing. I was clean. I had seen no trailers. I
2: Interesting. Seen no okay. Because they gave a lot away in the trailers.
0: I saw that later. An annoying the amount. The day I got back, I, I saw a commercial for it. And I was like, wow, they are really just telling you everything here. Yeah. So I went in totally clean except for one very important thing, which we'll get to when we talk about it. But I, I had no idea. I didn't know what the plot was. I knew Scarlet Witch was in it. That's all I knew. Okay. And I knew she's in the movie. What was she doing in the movie? I had no idea.
1: I didn't know a thing. Okay. Like, nothing. But I did sort of tangentially understand that Scarlet Witch had something to do with it. But I didn't make much of that.
2: Okay. So did you guys know that America Chavez was in it? Yes, I did,
0: actually. Okay. I did know that because at the Moon Knight premiere, she was there... And Jim Viscardi yeah. was
1: like, hey, it's the woman playing Erica Chavez. And I went, oh. And I saw an article about Joe Casey turning down the money that they offered because it was too low and insulting. Oh, right. So I knew that. But right. again, it didn't really, like, I didn't know what that meant. Sometimes that's just like a cameo or something. I didn't know that she was like a main sort of, you know, character. Mm. I also had no idea, like no idea that Sam Raimi directed that movie. And <laughs> I watched it and I was like, oh, this is really well directed for some reason and then when Bruce Campbell showed up he oh, wow! I was like that's weird there's Bruce Campbell he doesn't usually do these you know and then like as soon as that screen came up at the end like Sam Rainbow went, oh my god that's and funny and I'm like I was really like, <laughs> yeah no it, so to me that was a big surprise same thing with the, with the music is that uh, like in the middle of the movie I went "Yeah, this music's great and then this pops up Danny Elfman I was like oh wow <laughs> they really went for it <laughs> And I don't, like, I don't notice things like that, but I definitely noticed. I was like, wow, this is, this is oddly good.
0: <laughs> what were your overall thoughts without getting to specifics? I loved it. I loved it. I had, I it. had
1: zero expectations. As soon as you said people are polarized, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course it was. I liked it. <laughs> I had no expectations. <laughs> I assumed I wouldn't like it because I didn't like the last Doctor Strange one. And I'm, you know, at 28 movies in, like, I'm expecting to not love all of them. And so I was like, all right, I'll go see this for work you know, and, you know, as it kept going on, I had no, there was no predictability to me about what was happening. I kind of kept waiting Mm -hmm. for, like, I was kind of excited, like, America Chavez was I was like, well, how are they going to do this? You know, when is it going to get, and I had to wait for her to turn into a character who I sort of recognized, and I thought that was fun, and, you know, just everything else that came afterwards, I had no idea, and then at a certain point, you know, it felt to me a lot like when I saw Days of Future Past was that I went in, I had no expectations, and they gave me all this stuff that I didn't know that I hadn't seen before hmm. mm-hmm. and was really excited about it. We don't talk about Days of Future Past that much, but, I, I, you know, that experience of seeing that movie was just like, oh, it was like a new chapter of the kinds of things you could do. Oh, I love that. Movie. That <laughs> was a fun movie. I know, yeah. but yeah. like it... It just doesn't come up. We don't we don't talk about it in terms of it's not MCU or whatever. Yeah. It felt a yeah. lot like that to me because I wasn't expecting anything out of it. And Or is it? <laughs> oh. And then, you know, there was just a couple of things in it that I thought that they did really well. In the middle of it. In fact, as soon as they're in the multiverse, the sort of the big one. And I got up and I texted my friend who I work with and I go, You need to stop looking at everything on the internet and see this as soon as you can. Right. Because yeah. the surprises of it came to me the way that they were supposed to. Isn't mm-hmm. it great? Isn't it better that not way? Not being on Facebook, not being on Twitter. I don't see TV commercials. I just don't know. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, then there's the Eternals.
2: I was kind of mixed on this one. So I, I went in being excited about the Sam Raimi parts of it because I knew that Sam Raimi had directed this. And we're doing not spoilers right now, right?
0: Let's not dive in. Just overall, what do you think overall?
2: I knew some of the spoilers going into it because they basically Mm. gave it away in promotions, like pretty explicitly. There was a lot of stuff that was a surprise, but I think a lot of the big things they kind of had given away. So I had that going in. I think I'm more aligned with with you, Connor, where there's stuff that I really, really liked and then stuff that I really didn't. And I think it's very interesting, though, the expectations going in. Like, I think this one... And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home would have been much different experiences for me if I hadn't been like ruined on all the stuff in it, just right out in the open in the zeitgeist. Because I didn't see Spider-Man in theaters. I saw it when it came to home streaming, which was well after everything was out there and it was in memes and all kinds of stuff. So I kind of want to try and separate that out from the experience, but it's so much a part of you know how I went to see this movie that I kind of can't divorce it from that. So
1: I had sort of the same experience with Spider Man that I I also didn't know anything about. That's going to be my thing now. I don't know anything about anything, but I didn't love that as much in the same way. But so I mean, it kind of worked that way. Mm-hmm. But I was more divided on that. Like I, I liked.
0: I didn't know if I had complaints about it,
1: but I wasn't like wow, oh my god. Whereas I did that a lot more this time.
0: Let's talk about okay. Ramy then. So that's, that's a really interesting part of it. What was so refreshing about this movie was it showed you how interesting Doctor Strange could be if given to a director who has a very strong artistic point of view. I loved all the raimi of it. I loved all the Raimi tropes. I loved that it was like a horror movie. Yeah. I loved everything. But the more Raimi it got, the more I liked it. In fact, I didn't love the first act so much. It was once they went into the multiverse and act two and three. That, for me, it really took off. And by the third act, when it's like a full-on Raimi horror movie, I was really enjoying it.
2: I I like the first and the third act. And it's the middle stuff that I'm sort of... Because that feels like the stuff that's more Marvel Studios-like part of the overall continuity, where, where this thing doesn't feel like its own movie. It feels like it's beholden to the other stuff. I mean, there is a lot of fun to be had in the middle of this movie. It's just the most Raimi stuff, I think, is in the... The third act, for sure. Third act. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it's it's interesting to me is that, to me, like, my sort of enjoyment of it kind of grew. Because I had to be convinced sort of quickly. And then at a certain point, I go, oh, wow, he's fighting monsters. And it shouldn't be unusual to be fighting giant monsters in the street in New York. But for Marvel Comics to not really show that that often, I was kind of taken aback. by Because I thought... We were supposed to see them fighting giant monsters in the streets, and I, I was like, I don't feel like we've seen it all that much. Not like this anyway, where it was just
2: a, big, we're just a big, big kaiju monster.
1: Yeah, and and you know, like that is the God, I want to say I read some issue of something recently where that's what they were doing, and it oh it was that X Men? I think it was X Men one, and they all went downtown and fought a big monster, yep. and I just and I was like, oh, right, that's a Jack Kirby monster. And Ditko. And at certain points I was like, oh, this feels a lot more Ditko than the first movie did. The first movie felt like MCU special effects. And I think that mm-hmm. sort of what we're getting at here is a certain is is that maybe not for the big tent pole movies, maybe not your, you know, the Avengers movies or whichever ones. But for these I don't know, smaller's not the word, but you know lower tier ones or the the sequels, like putting Autor directors on these things always works or not always, but it works really well to me. Like that worked really well for Thor Ragnarok to just come in and just change the way that the first thing was. And I know like Connor, you liked the first few Thor movies a lot more than I did. But, you know, you have a chance over here to do something with a spin on it the way that you would with, you know, a new writer or artist on a comic book where you're like, this doesn't have to look exactly like everything else to be a part of
0: Well, it. if you think back to the first Thor movie, Kenneth Branagh, and it was very much a Kenneth Branagh movie. Was it? I, I don't know. I, I think of it as kind
1: of a boring movie. No, what I'm saying is he put his visual spin right. on it very much. Right. So visually auteur. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to look at that. So it depends on if you like the auteur or not. Right. But either way... It reminded me of being like a like a Ragnarok-type movie without being like Ragnarok. It wasn't like somebody trying to be like, I want to get a Taika Waititi thing on this. It was, no, we're going to do a Sam Raimi thing on this. And I think that that lends itself to it really well. They took you know a thing that hadn't worked very... I, I don't know if they recognized that the first Doctor Strange movie was boring, but also they had this character who was sort of a keystone of the whole thing. I mean, now he's he's one of the big guns now because there's nobody left.
0: Well, now he's kind of a Tony Stark, not just because yeah. of the facial hair, but... You know, there, there isn't really a unifying character. Yeah. You know, that was Tony's role in the first whatever phase. Mm-hmm. Then it was four phases, whatever how many fucking phases yeah. it was. But the first segment from Iron Man to Endgame was Tony Stark's. I mean he universe, he kinda literally
2: uh, like takes the torch in a Spider-Man trilogy.
0: Yeah. Uh, because yeah. like
2: he's now or he was, you know, Peter's mentor taking on that role from Tony. And, and of course, that's all shuffled up. But so that was one of the things from the first act that I really liked was that you get to kind of see Doctor Strange about town. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the bad hair, <laughs> like not the Defender Strange from the beginning, although that's kind of fun in its own way where he's got the ponytail and everything. But 616, as we're now calling it, Stephen, just, you know, getting dressed up, going to the the wedding and then like people recognizing him, they know who he is, they know he's one of the heroes that's you know saved the world a couple of times and i loved the bit where he goes off to fight the monster where he like jumps down from the the balcony mm. and like flips the cloak and like that's a rare thing because we're we're so used to seeing them as being avengers in almost like the the Endgame uniforms and you know being very formal and then to see an actual Secret identity or like alter ego transform into the superhero just on the streets of New York was really cool and and felt like a bit throwback to me like before the MCU to movies where it's more street level. So I, I really liked the that bit from Act One, and then you see it, of course, in the end where he's just kind of walking down the street and like one of the most ramy scenes of the movie where he develops the third eye. It's just right. super strange and 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 weird and and kind of Ditko.
0: Yeah. My problem with that first act was a similar problem I have with Spider-Man is that I feel like the first act of these movies goes too quickly. It's all at a breakneck pace. You know, you don't really get a chance to settle into the movie or the character. It goes very fast. All of a sudden you're just, you're trying to get your your feet under yeah. you and for me the movies don't slow down until the second act. But I liked those bits. I don't know what he was thinking going to his ex-girlfriend's <laughs> wedding. What he thought would happen there. I don't we all know Stephen Strange is an asshole, but like telling her, "Hey, what happened to us?" At the bar of her own wedding is yeah. also not a great but move. That's, I was like, "That's
1: great hubris, Jesus, man!" For a person who's not supposed to be like he's he's worse with people than Tony Stark was. Like, and, and yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I was like, "Damn!" I, man. I also just like, and this is a good point to stick in is that like Stephen Strange in the Spider-Man movie was a dick and he yeah. wasn't helpful. And then this version of him, you know, like they basically were like, "Let's not play it like that." And I liked that. Well, what was interesting was this was originally supposed to come out before Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant in this point though. Yeah. And and I mean if we're gonna talk about that as we move into that sort of part of it, I can't say that what you just said bothers me all that much. I I liked that we were sort of in it it's sort of I didn't have to wait spend a lot of time sort of getting up to speed. I didn't feel like I needed it.
0: I just feel like it goes very quickly to a set piece to set piece to set piece to set piece in the first acts. Where I, I know the whole idea with an action movie, you, you start with an action piece and then you slow down to meet the characters. I just feel like they do action first acts, at least the last two films, and they don't slow down until the second act. And I'm just like, okay, so now I can breathe and figure out what we're doing here. Because it's just fight, 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 until we get to anything where there's like a conversation going on. I can't say that bothers me at all.
1: That's fine. You know, and then it's, so if we'll get to it, I think the first thing that really started to make me happy was, you know, when Wanda shows up, and they don't spend a lot of time on this, but right away you see, oh, shit, there's been a turn. And I thought, yes do this with this character because we spend all of this time in marvel you know in in the comics and they were alluding to in the movies is that she is the most powerful thing and she's super dangerous and we got to see it and i was like i'm shocked that they did this you know and and like if you're gonna make an exit to a movie or i don't know which her plans are but that's what it feels like you know they can really do something interesting And i thought she's gonna be the bad guy that's awesome and again, 100% didn't expect it. I saw one of the commercials later, and I was like, yeah, they kind of show you there. But not really. I just thought it was ballsy and fun and, and true to the character. And that was right at the beginning when I was, where I was starting to think. I was like,
0: cool, they're making interesting choices. The Scarlet Witch part is, was one of the big controversies. Her character turn, how it changes WandaVision, how it changes how you, one might perceive the ending right. of WandaVision didn't happen to me, but someone I know talked to someone else who had just gone to Disney, and he was like, I felt really weird all these kids went into pose with Scarlet Witch after seeing the movie. Like, it changes the character so dramatically, and it's different from the way that she's sort of marketed to these kids at the park. Oh, well. If she's now (laughs) blithely murdering people in in the Multiverse of Madness, and now she's still
2: like... But it also sort of depends on how much of it is her own agency, and then how much of it is she's being influenced by the... The book by the the dark home, dark hold, dark hold, dark hold. And that's a little bit ambiguous. I feel like the, I don't think the movie entirely spells out which way it's going with that.
1: I thought that the exit for that was going to be that they destroy the book. And then she would be like, what happened? But they didn't actually, I liked that it was her, you know, but again, you know, marketing stuff aside, selling toys, you know, there's lots of hero characters it's super unexpected to have the female character who's been through all this shit. A lot of bad. shit. Yeah, and, and you know, it's again, it's an interesting choice. The thing I didn't see coming, just because I didn't think they'd do it, but it's such a Marvel Comics thing to have her do that. Mm. It's 100% in keeping with who that character is, and that makes her way more interesting to me. Now, I'm not trying to sell T-shirts to kids, so I don't care. You know, in terms of story, though, I, it was fun, and I was impressed by it, and it, it felt cool and correct but i could see why people felt that way i just don't care
2: (laughs) i think it just it stings because it it comes off the heels of you know them kind of doing gamora and black widow dirty in infinity war and endgame my buddy brett white was pointing out that like you know all of the main female characters in the marvel cinematic universe are now either like evil or dead or
1: how does that not sound like marvel comics
2: okay sure yeah
1: I mean, or any comics, Hal Jordan, or you know, whoever. Like, it
0: just happens.
2: I'm just saying, I can understand why people would feel kind of like soured on it, like yeah, especially, especially female, female fans.
0: fans. So, yeah. Are we to assume that nowhere in the multiverse the Vision existed? It kept, I kept thinking he would show up at some point because they kept all those places. I feel kept like
2: it would have felt better if we had seen some version of Vision by the end, because like I think that the thing is when you have such an intimate story as Wanda Vision. And to have it resolved the way it did, and then to have it sort of like, it's sort of like, like dug back up to be resolved again in this movie. I mean, we knew there was that, that dangling thread at the end of, of WandaVision, the coda to that, where we saw her with the dark hold. Right. So we knew there was going to be more, but I think that being from her perspective, and then now she's in the movie, but it's not her movie, it's Doctor Strange's movie. It feels like I, I wish I had a little bit more of of her perspective for this moment. Since they build it up so much in WandaVision, it just, I don't know. It feels like she got short shrift to me. I do think it's audacious to have her be the main villain in one of these movies after following her story for so long.
1: But you could have done that with any of the main characters who are male and you'd be like, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's just that this is all wrapped up in lots of other feelings. But if, if you're talking about straight storytelling and narrative, she had a full arc of a story that went in a bunch of places that were unexpected. And, you know, I, I just I don't think it was out of place. If That's always been part of it. She's been terrifying. She said no more mutants. She has all this. I mean, the main basis of her power as originally conceived in the comic books is super sexist. This is at least a little better than that. She has chaos magic like she's like I don't like this. I'm going to make everything crazy and nonsensical and destroy everything. This is at least more thoughtful than that. At least in a way. I I mean I don't know. I don't I don't see a way to protect everybody. No,
2: no, I get from, that. From and I and I see where they're coming from. I just I and but I and I also think I don't know that this is this isn't necessarily the end to that story because I feel like they're building towards something with the young avengers because they're clearly setting that stage with stuff like Hawkeye and
1: yeah. That's a tough ask, but I think it's awesome if they try it. I think it's awesome if they try to like bring that character back and redeem them and figure out if there's anything in her closet. Nah, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just I the unpredictability of it I think is is the part they got because it's also predictable it's all i mean not only are they action movies where we kind of always know what's going to happen but we've also read all the comics that the things are based on and so now one of the only ways they can surprise us is by actually doing the thing you know that they've been doing for years in comics that you think they wouldn't do mm.
2: anymore it was definitely on my mind like how are people going to react to this and, and, and stuff like that but that was not my my main criticism of the of the film overall my thing with this is just on, in, in terms of the script i feel like there's a lot of stuff here Where characters on either side are making dumb decisions just for the sake of plot. Example. So one example, I don't buy that the Doctor Strange from the previous films, not just the the first Doctor Strange film, but all of his other appearances, would drink that tea. I agree with you. That's an easy way to get to, you know, him being in chains. And then I think the Illuminati... I get the fact that they're not going to be as nuanced as the heroes as we know them. But I feel like they make some pretty dumb choices. And I think it would have been more interesting if they weren't as dumb. <laughs> if they weren't mm-hmm. as, you know, in J.J. In, uh, Abrams' parlance, meat-filled socks that are there just to get slaughtered.
1: I don't think you're wrong. I think that's absolutely correct. I will t- say that as I watched the movie, at that point, it had me. And I wasn't even thinking about it, which is what's supposed to happen, right? And it happens to me a lot more now. I don't, I don't have the energy, and I don't care. I usually, basically, either like I like this or I don't like it, you know. And so, like when you talk about it this way, and you go, but "You're totally right." Like it was, but at the same time, I mean, I'll, I, I'll be honest. Like Mister Fantastic stood up, and I was like, "Fucking yes!" <laughs> I mean, I was, I was childishly excited, and at that mm-hmm. point, like it didn't really matter. I was through the roof right there. And you could have done anything. And I, like, I had a big smile, and I was like, what's happening to me?
2: You know, like, yeah. So I, really I knew was. the Illuminati were coming. I didn't know that he was part of it, and I didn't know about that casting. In the promotional stuff, oh. the first inkling was one of the trailers, you actually had voiceover from Patrick Stewart. And people picked it out. They're like, hey,
0: that sounds... I can't believe they did. I mean, I know they did that because I've seen them since, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I right, believe and I'm then not. you could see like, oh, that's the Illuminati, and oh, those look like those are Ultron
2: bots that are leading him. In. And then, then they actually released a spot that had Mordo saying, "The Illuminati will see you now." So I'm like, hey, that would have been oh. cool to be surprised by in the theater. Yeah. It was.
1: Yeah, it was. he said those it was words, cool. and I was like, "Oh!" And and what I what I thought just for a second, I was like, "Oh my god, is Namor going to show up?" <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, you know, like, and and it wasn't, and I got why it wasn't, but it means that I get to have the chance to meet Namor someday.
2: They did that. They showed they had a quick shot of Maria Rambeau powered up, so you couldn't see her face, but you yeah. could tell it was a Captain Marvel, but not that Captain Marvel. And then you also saw the shield. You saw. Captain Carter's Shield. Captain Carter Shield. And you're like, 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 come on, like what? And then I was like, well, what else is in this movie if they're showing that? Like, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. like, why do they need? Like, why they're going to go? I mean, are they just are that excited? concerned
2: that people aren't going to the theaters?
0: Spider Man made a billion dollars. I,
2: that's the only thing I can think of. Is like, man, I hope they're, they're like, we
0: got to get people to come out and see this. I was similar to Josh. Like at that point, like, oh f- fuck. First, I was like, wait, what's actually going to happen? He says, do you want know see you now? And I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> I, my, I was... my brain kind of broke. And then they went on the line. and I was like... Black Bolt? It
1: was the most fandom i felt in forever. <laughs> sure. Hey, I, I, never saw the, I never saw the Inhumans show. Same actor, oh, Okay, yeah. that was my question. Also, out of them all, he looked kind of lame. He did. <laughs> like, I was like,
0: Same actor, but different suit. Is it a they, different they, suit? The, the suit in this one was, was comic okay. appropriate. It was, yeah.
1: but he still looked like a dude in a rubber suit a little bit. I was like, ooh, it's a little, a little underwhelming.
0: Black Bolt, Black Bolt. Anson Mount. Played by Anson Mount. And then it was Captain Carter, played by Paley Atwell. Most beautiful woman on Earth. Then it was Captain Marvel, who was Maria Rambeau. And then, was it Professor X? And then, Mr. No, I think it was Mr. Fantastic. And then, so Lashana Lynch played Captain Marvel. And then, when he said, "And here comes Mr. Fantastic," I went, "No way!" Like my brain, like no, they had already said
2: Baxter Building before.
0: Well, they said the Baxter 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 Foundation. I thought that was the little. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But you did, yeah. Even at
2: that point, I didn't know that it was they were actually going to go there. But
1: yeah. And then that it was John Krasinski which took me a second. And then just when he spoke, his voice and the beard, and I was like, oh my God, it's perfect.
2: Okay. Now, are you aware that he has been a popular fan choice to play Reed Richards? No. Okay.
0: No. I don't know.
2: I don't know anything. Okay, I'm just saying. that's a He
0: and his wife have been fan cast.
2: Uh So him and and then Emily Blunt, and then I don't think anybody has any idea who they want to be, the thing, or Johnny Storm.
0: Probably Chris Evans. And then... The one thing I was spoiled on was the image of the yellow comics-appropriate wheelchair. So I knew and he was in the. And the movie. music
2: cue. Eh. I cackled when they played the X-Men animated theme, as he comes oh, is in. is that what it was? That's what I, that is.
1: I picked up it was X-Men. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I get it now. I didn't. I don't think I. I was less excited about him because I was like, he's been in the Bethesda right. Years. Sure, I'm not
0: surprised. It was just funny because he, he said after Logan that was it for he was not playing Professor Xavier right. anymore. You know, he got the, well, they all got something to do, but, you know, he got a little mm-hmm. bit more to do, slightly more.
2: He got to be the one who was redeemed because he was trying to help our Stephen. I said our 616 yes. Stephen. <laughs> yes.
0: I thought the fight scene was great. People were complaining that they got killed, but, like, yeah, that's what their role is in the movie. So uh, Captain Carter was a badass, but she is no match for. But yeah. I mean,. Scarlet I mean, Witch, it also, as Steve would it be. kind of also upheld the idea,
1: and this is important to it, is that Scarlet Witch is way more powerful than anybody. Right. They cannot beat her. Yeah. And it's, it's these these folks. And I, I like that, too. I like that she's basically Thanos in this. You know, they all could go against her. They're not going to take her. Plus, she's kind of going crazy, and,
2: and she's... I mean, that was, that was her great moment in, her. in Endgame, where she goes toe-to-toe with Thanos. And yeah. people were like, oh, right. wow, she is the strongest Avenger. You know, forget Thor. Forget Captain well, Marvel.
1: Right, they, that's because they didn't let Mark Ruffalo
0: turn to Hulk because Hulk oh, is the strongest one there. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you know they had the fight. I love that whole sequence. I was like, this is unbelievable. What's happening? right now. I think right in
1: now. retrospect, if I'm if I'm really like, I think they probably could have made it better and more dynamic. You know, like basically we saw Mister Fantastic's arm stretch out a little bit, and that was it. You know, like they could have gone all for it, but like at the, in the moment,
2: I didn't care. The conversation with, <laughs> with amongst my friends in my in my very small bubble is. You don't want to show too much of Mr. Fantastic's powers because it either looks terrifying or ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So they show the bare minimum of what they could. That is a problem that they are going to have to tackle if they're going to do this Fantastic Four movie.
1: I'm willing to let them take that risk.
2: I mean, I'm curious to see what they do, but like that, I think that is a creative problem.
1: That's the last frontier at this point. I mean, there's him and Namor are the ones I can think of that I really would even give a shit about seeing. Otherwise, it's all these little tiny characters or replacing characters with new actors playing those different versions Well, and then of if, if they
2: decide to to integrate the X Men, like how like if they're how do you do that? Do you just bring them in from another dimension or? So I know, but like I've started, seen it already. I, yeah, right.
1: And I've seen good versions of it. So it's, okay. it's not exciting. You're just, it's like another Batman movie. Like, okay, it's a different Batman. The other ones were good. This yeah, you're
0: thing. saying that there hasn't been a good Fantastic Four movie and you want to see Neymar, and that's really it for you in terms yeah. of. What else movies? is there? I mean, in, in Marvel, anyway. Rom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's, I mean, then you end up getting, you get like Shang-Chi, which was a fine movie, but it's not like I was like, I can't wait to see them do this character.
2: I think we're going to see Galactus. I think we got to see Doom at some point.
1: We have to see Doom. Doom's another one. But that's related to Rune. right.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about that when that happens. Right. So the whole middle section was fun. when Dr. Strange and America Chavez had to go through this multiverse. to. Oh, they're trying to find the Antithesis of the Darkhold. What was it called? I don't remember what that the book was called. Vish-
2: the, the, the Book of Vishanti. There you go. I was like, it's not Vishnu. It's Vishanti.
0: <laughs> and it all comes together in a big multiverse fight in which Dr. Strange has to defeat the evil Dr. Strange from the What If cartoon. Hmm. I think it's a different one. No, that was what they said. It was the that one and Captain Carter were the characters from the. That's
2: what if. a different Captain Carter. They've said from the What If cartoon.
0: Okay, Captain Carter was introduced in the What If cartoon. She was I'm just saying their, it's, it's not
2: the same one.
0: Hey, it's just a cartoon character named Captain Carter. I'm
2: just saying she's from a different dimension.
1: Oh my god, Paul! It's fine. I don't care which one she's from. One of the other things that I was waiting for the whole movie was for America Chavez to punch things because I was like, she doesn't seem very punchy, and so when she finally starts punching that glass, I was like, yes, let's do this thing, you know. And it's a character who I'm back and forth on. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a great character, but I think it depends on who's writing her, what they're doing with her.
2: Oh, just overall the character, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've read books where I really liked her, and I've read books where I, I, you know, I didn't really. And I think they took the right with the movie is that she sort of came into herself and understood it like I was thinking about it, I was like well if she was really like <sighs> aggro and, and From sassy the start. and I was like it just would have felt like a Latina stereotype to a certain mm-hmm. extent and I think they mm-hmm. kind of like in the comic books that's kind of what it is but in this they kind of made somebody a little more dynamic i mean his character is basically the same well she has an arc yeah but now she's sort of going to come into yeah. her own and understand her power and there's, there's still punching involved and by the way just as a power punching through the dimensions great power you <laughs> know like I, that's i wanted to see more of that and she makes the
2: star that. shape yeah when she punches yeah. That's, yeah that's
1: cool good visual too yeah
2: i think she's kind of a like the character overall not just the character in this movie i think she's kind of a damian wayne character to me it's a, it really it's because she's such a new character, yep. both of them, I think it's it's really dependent on who writes them. and there are people who get it and people who don't sure 100% you know and and that's, that's what I've had with with Damien over the years, and I think it's it's true of her as well because I, I you know I've read you know her mm-hmm. in the Young Avengers, she feels really dynamic and then you get stuff like some of her solo stuff It's like mm, I don't think this is the same person. It's just yeah, they don't know. They don't read the same. Okay. So here's the thing you haven't seen since you're not on social media. I just saw this earlier. There is a Trojan horse meme. Okay. Just a cartoon of the Trojan horse coming up. And the Trojans are the Disney executives. Okay. And pushing the Trojan horse is Sam Raimi. And inside the Trojan horse, that is this this movie, it's Evil Dead 4. Because <laughs> that's kind of what he does with Act 3, where he gets Steven to what is Does it? it dark sleep? I, I'm, there's so many weird terms in this movie. The, the thing, yeah, he, he, The
0: thing where you he sleep dreams into his. The, the thing dead where body you possess
2: your yeah. alternate in another dimension, and when he says, "Who said it has to be alive?" Like, and you see the you know the the arm burst up out of the grave that they put that other defender, Strange. I believe he's officially called in. They're they're saying that's a bad thing. No. Oh, okay. They're saying that's a cool thing. <laughs> okay, good because it is. They're like, ha ha ha! I'm going to make your I'm going yeah. to make your Marvel superhero movie, but I'm going to Great. bring all my zombie ridiculous sensibilities with it.
1: Great! You hire Sam Raimi. That's what you should get. That was my. I love yes, that. I part loved of it too. It. I was, I'm, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I, yeah I, to be clear, I think the people who made that meme are saying, ha ha ha! Like right. this is awesome that he did that, and I'm right there with it
0: that and her chasing them through the tunnels and she's sort of dragging yeah. her feet like a – I loved it. Like a like – Like I thought all of that stuff worked. All the That's very tricks. dragged Me to Hell.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bit where she like gets out of the cube that she's imprisoned in and she like has mm-hmm. to like crack her neck and contort herself. But uh, yeah, and the, just the image. I, I think Sam Raimi and Benedict Cumberbatch must have had so much fun doing Zombie Strange. With just, like, the giant cloak of lost souls and then the makeup. Right. I mean, he, he gives uh, America Chavez that wink. That's so fun.
1: They did go full on with all the lost souls, like, at the last second. Oh, yeah, the, the dead. And I was like, you're going to add another thing? Fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're going to do straight-up horror in the Marvel Universe, this is the place yeah, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's Dr. Strange and all the monsters he fights and all the creatures. Even before Sam Raimi was attached
2: to this, because Scott Derrickson was going to do this as well as, you know, the first one, when they announced it, they basically said this is going to be a horror movie in the MCU. So it's always been that. right? And I mean, Scott Derrickson has been a horror director, too. So that was the direction that they were going. And, but I, I don't know that I expected them to go like zany horror, like well, fun I, horror. I think you have to.
1: And then I think the other thing is that I thought they, they deftly sidestepped doing a Marvel Zombies again. Because for a second I was like, yeah. please don't do Marvel Zombies. <laughs> they nodded at it. But other than that, it wasn't really. Yeah, sure.
2: That was my least favorite what-if episode was the Marvel Zombies. <laughs> That's the last it was one God I watched. Awful. I didn't even finish it. was it. so bad. Yeah. But this was just right. Oh, one thing I loved was that when Wong sees him, he knows— He's not afraid of it. He's like, he knows it's his Steven. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're doing. Just do it. Go for it.
0: (laughs) Wong is a delight. Wong is great. Wong is always great in his movies. More Wong. I
2: was very concerned they were going to kill him because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. And then that would make Steven Sorcerer Supreme again. Yeah. Like, I thought they were like, oh, we have to get rid of him now. Me too. So I'm glad that they didn't.
0: I still think that is a weird choice. It doesn't affect the story of One Iota, that he's a it source is, of It is a weird defense, choice. But. I absolutely
1: agree, but I don't think it bothers
0: me. No. But it is. You're right. The attack was fun. But what was the city they were in? It wasn't Nanda It was Wondegore. It was, it Wondegore Wond- Wond- No, no. Oh, oh, oh. The base. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Oh, right. I'm- where they're firing arrows and all that stuff. Like, that was fun. I thought all those set p- action pieces in the middle were lots of fun, where Wanda destroys everybody, and that's the first sense you have, oh, they're really going in a different direction than I thought they were going to go with this. Do we want to discuss how awesome Bruce Campbell's character's name is, Pizza Papa? (laughs) I mean, I don't need to.
2: I think leading up to it, people were like, oh, it'd be cool if they made Bruce Campbell one of the, like, Stephen Stranges of another dimension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for it to be this instead, I think is really funny, (laughs) because it probably made some people mad. (laughs)
0: I'll tell you what did make people mad was the end credit sequence in my theater. Did you stay for it? I did, yeah.
2: Because you asked me, because I saw it first, and you said, should I wait for the end credits? I
0: knew it was going to be an inconsequential comedy bit. I knew okay. that, because you told me that. The people in the back row, right. the giant group of teenagers, did not know that, and <laughs> they were not happy. I didn't know that, and I was
1: not happy. <laughs> and I knew that, like, I hadn't seen it yet. I, I mean, I you guys hadn't, like, I was early. I, I went to the 7 o'clock show or something. It was 8.30 like or whatever. And I thought, I have no one to ask. I have to sit here, and I really want to pee, and I'm going to be upset.
0: I wasn't upset, but I was like... I
2: rolled my eyes and laughed.
0: <laughs> Their current thing is the consequential scene is now mid-credits, and then yeah. the end is usually a joke unrelated to it. And
1: then else. my thing is that I don't remember what the consequential scene was.
0: It was when Clea showed up, played by Charlize right, Theron, right, right. and took Doctor Strange into a portal.
2: And I was like, oh, white hair, oh, it's probably Clea. And then I, I watched through the, the cast credits, and then yes. it confirmed that. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't love her costume. I thought she looked like a Power Rangers villain. She can change costumes. <laughs> I liked the silliness of the actual ending of the movie before the credits where he's just walking down the street and then goes, ah, yes. and then the third yeah. eye opens. <laughs> that is very ridiculous. That reminds me. There was
1: a slight nod to that Jason Aaron run where he walks down the street and he sees a bunch of different things that everybody else does. And I, I, I That's really right. liked that idea. Uh, yeah,
2: the, uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Jason Aaron and uh, Chris Bocciolo. Yes. Yeah. Right. just his yeah. view of the world run.
1: is completely different than everybody else's. And I thought they tied it, that in really well and sort of a good nod to that. I hope we don't have to do the cost of magic, but other than that.
0: Yeah. It may be fruitless things to discuss, but it did occur to me while watching this movie that two things. We're so in deep now that, look, you didn't have to watch What If at all, but you had Definitely. to watch WandaVision. If you didn't watch WandaVision, I don't know what the fuck you'd think was going on with <laughs> with the with. With what yeah, it's the end of Avengers. Not only do you have to watch 28 films, but now you've also got to watch a six hour TV miniseries. And if they're going to start tying in all these shows, which, you know, they are, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be clearly teeing up the next Captain America movie. Like, we're really asking a lot of people now, not just having watched some films, now it's like, okay, you got to have Disney Plus now and you got to watch all these TV shows. I wonder if that's a good idea going forward. <laughs> It's probably too late to even discuss now. It's just the way it is. But like, I mean, the thing is, lot. they've
2: been connected from the beginning mm-hmm. since Incredible Hulk, <laughs> that connected it to Iron Man, and they're like, okay, this is what we're doing now.
1: Well, I mean, and that's that was the big experiment, and it succeeded. So they just right. keep seeing how far they can push it. I think the problem is that it's you know it's going to make the movies inconsequential more than the shows because it's just less material. And like to me, like you just said, there's going to be a Captain America movie. And I was like, why? Do another fucking show. Like, I'd rather see that. I'd rather see like a long form. Like, that was more fun to me Mm -hmm. than a lot of these. But I don't know. They're seeing what
0: the people will put up with right now. It's a lot. The other thought I had is that, and I know this has been said their strategy, but not from Iron Man, but from Avengers through Endgame, The movies were all heading in one direction. They weren't necessarily all going in the same speed, but they were all meandering in the same direction, which was towards the big fight with Thanos. I don't know what the Marvel Universe is. I think it's branching out. Right now. I think that's the thing.
2: I think the multiverse is really tricky. I mean, like, they they open up a can of worms with time travel, although they put enough restrictions on it that it's like, okay, this is the one time we're going to do this. Or like, if we ever do this again, it has to be
1: you can't that's, the that's very like, last. You know, you can't. It feels that. special,
2: but I think the multiverse though is a little bit looser because I don't know that it feels entirely consistent between depictions. The multiverse—it's
1: not different than comics.
2: That's true, but like the the stuff with who can go in between dimensions and like okay this and then you take the spider-man movie with which just came out there are three different spider-men and they all look different
0: mm-hmm. well that was established in the loki tv show was that variance you wouldn't you, didn't you all know what i got
2: it all gets a lot less fun to me when we try to figure out how it works i know but they but they're putting in rules here in this movie they're saying like oh you you know
1: but rules they don't matter it's gonna get loose it just is. Somebody's going to set a thing up and they're going to do it. This is a Pandora's box. You can say we're not going to do it. You can say a rule. They're going to break every one of them because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And until people stop buying tickets or, or stop doing Disney+, Plus, it doesn't matter. You're going to do a thing. It's going to work or not. They're going to adjust or not. What Connor said you know, is that they're all driving towards a thing. That's over. You know, they might try it again, but it won't be the same. It'll be like, you know, a, you know, events after Civil War. They won't be the same. You can't do it again. So they'll be trying to f- – I mean, there's just going to be a ton. There's going to be a ton of stuff.
2: If they were to do a thing where even if they don't call it Avengers, if they put a bunch of characters together in whatever the next iteration of the Avengers is, who are those characters?
0: Right. Boring so far. But you don't really have headliners at this point.
2: Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And it seems like they're pointing Spider-Man away from that. Like the next trilogy, because they've said they want to do another trilogy with Tom Holland, is going to be more friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because nobody knows who he is since the last one.
0: It's hard to say until they actually do it because you never know when when they sit down to write it what they're going to do. But the Marvel Universe in the films right now is a very eclectic mix of lower tier characters that – I I hate to say aren't so as compelling but they're they are they're not as compelling really I mean, as if I'm going to be Captain America, if I'm, Iron know, man if I'm going to
1: be uh, Hulk Thor not delicate about it they blew their load you know like and then we've yeah. we talked about this on the other show a lot is like what do they have left you know it's not a lot you know they they're, they're going to have to make something up that people like because they already used all the big guns other than fantastic four namor and doctor doom and Namor is not like like you have to be kind of a nerd to be excited about that. That's a tough one. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a Vulcan in 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 panties. It's
0: <laughs> that's with wing ankles. It's. I would love it if that's how they do it, but there's no way he's going to be wearing. I'm excited it. for it's Thor. Speedo.
2: I'll tell you that.
0: I did get ruined by Thor because they showed the trailer, so now I've seen it. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't see that. But I don't. I don't remember. My brain. I avoid them so much so that when the trailer started up, I was like, "Oh, hey, there's a kid dressed as Thor. That's fun." I went, "Oh, <laughs> fuck." So anyway, let's. Cap this off. So, a couple other fun mm-hmm. things: Michael Stuhlbarg got a whole fancy credit, even though he was in one yeah. scene. <laughs> he played Doctor Nicodemus West, who was a character in Doctor Strange: The Oath, K. Vaughn story. Did you remember that? Or did you have to look it up? I had to look that up. I saw his name. I was like, first of all, why did he get the, you know, the fancy credit when he right. was in the one scene? What was the point of that? So, I, I figured there must be more there, and I, I didn't remember the name. But he was a villain in that thing, so theoretically, he could be a f- future villain, or maybe not. He was in the previous film was he yeah i remember nothing about that movie me neither nothing he's one of the other doctors nothing yeah he's a doctor that worked on him after he had his accident in yeah.
2: the comics at least they were colleagues and then
1: he's a known actor you know and he's got like yeah. two inconsequential cameos so far like and, and they're years apart you must be like um mm-hmm. are you gonna do a thing with me
0: eventually or no rachel McAdams was good she got a lot more to do She got yeah do some she, I, I was stuff. glad she got more to do yeah that's true she wasn't just a damsel in distress. She got to fight a bit and be active, and that at was fun. At least another version of her did.
2: She also got to be a Raimi scream queen. Like, she got to, yep. like, ah, you know, <laughs> and do, like, the camera, like, like, right up her nostrils. like
0: All that stuff was great. So, you know, it, it was fun. For the problems I had, w- which were most of the first act, and then the, I didn't really love how it changed WandaVision, because I love WandaVision so much, but at the end of it, I had a lot of fun watching it, especially once they started jumping through the... Uh, dimensions that was cool that was cool effects yeah and then you know like Josh the Illuminati scene was amazing and then I thought the ending was fun the super Ramy bit was the third act was a lot of fun and I was glad they did something interesting and fun and got a, a director who really had a sense of what he wanted to do with the character and the genre he wanted to take him into and gave him his own personality and if you want to make Doctor Strange a really important character in this world then you need to really give him a movie that he stands on his yeah. own
1: nerd diversion uh, Wanda Gore, mm. those rock things looked like man things, hmm. but they weren't man things. And I thought, are we just gonna hint at man? Well, Wanda
0: Gore was an X Men thing. That's yeah, high evolutionary.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I don't feel like they used it that way. So we'll see. No, they we'll didn't. see if that if
0: this is the Taskmaster type thing. Ugh. And the thing is, like, Wanda could be alive, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They dropped a mountain on her, but she's a Scarlet Witch. She could very easily be alive.
2: And, and also, but and then the other thing with opening up the multiverses, you can. Always grab somebody from some other dimension.
0: I don't want them to keep doing that.
2: I, I yeah, I agree. I'm just saying that is that is a the thing That's they the could Pandora's do. Pandora's box again. Like right.
0: This. I didn't love on Loki. I didn't. love I mean, uh, that, it, it's a problem. But we got classic Loki. I liked bits of it. I liked that costume, but like ultimately, I didn't really enjoy that show. And I think that it adds more.
2: I have the hot toys on pre-order for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it has more problems than it's worth. But ultimately. I enjoyed this ultimately. I'm glad that Raimi came back. I'm glad Raimi showed he could still do it. He's a force to be reckoned with in the genre.
2: Oh, I should mention the writer of this is the main writer for Loki. Yes. So that's I didn't know that. all the multiverse stuff.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Raimi's only 62. God, he must have been young as hell when he started. Yeah. Yes. I thought he he was. must be pretty old now, but that's awesome.
0: All right. So that's it for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I don't even know. I don't even know. What, I don't, is there another movie coming out this year? Thor. Is Thor this year?
2: Thor Love and Thunder is out in July. Mm. All right. Well, we'll be talking
1: we'll I am
0: excited.
2: One. Me too.
1: Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie.
0: So we'll be back in some form, rather to talk about that. In the meantime, you can go to fanboy.com. dot com. You can find the Pick of the Week show with Josh and I, and sometimes Paul's come back occasionally, and sometimes Ryan and I help talk about the week's comics. We also have our bi monthly Books Booksplod shows, where Josh interviews a creator, or we talk about a collected edition. Also, Paul joins us for the animated reviews. We'll be coming back in, I think, also July for that one.
2: Oh yeah, we got uh, the, the Constantine, the uh, right House of Mystery,
0: Green Lantern's in July, yes, yeah.
2: That's right. So we got a couple of them coming up.
0: Got a couple of those coming up. So a lot of stuff going on at Famboy.com. You can find it all there. A thank you to Paul for joining us. Thanks for Josh for going out and seeing a movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I just who knew. Abracadabra, is this your card? No.
2: This is an audio yes. podcast, doesn't work. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it didn't it didn't. All right. Thank you. Can you the bag?